Hello, good morning everyone. It's Catherine Colas here from simplyhormones.com and I'm here today with some very good information for you on nutrition. That's a subject we all want to know a bit more about and to stop being confused about. I'm talking to Shirley Ward, who's an established nutritionist and runs her own practice called Down to Earth Nutrition in Brighton, which is where she delivers a range of health improvement solutions. She gives private consultations and runs corporate workshops for improving employee health and well-being. Shirley has noticed a steady increase in clients with hormonal imbalance issues such as PCOS, which is polycystic ovary syndrome, which is is becoming more prevalent, and PMS, of course, uh, premenstrual syndrome, as well as menopausal symptoms. Shirley recognizes that each client is an individual and has a unique lifestyle which can impact on their health quite differently. And she helps clients to take back control of their health by recommending small changes for significant benefits to their health. So she's uh, really singing from my songbook there. Let's start having a chat. Hello, Shirley. Please do Hello, join Catherine. us today. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Good to be here. Yes. I know you've helped a number of women going through menopause, which is why I really wanted to interview you. And I know our listeners are keen to hear more about the true values of nutrition. So let's get started. Um, I was so surprised to find out during my own journey through menopause how women's metabolism is turned on its head and we store more fat than energy, which of course then answers that question, why do I keep putting on this weight when I'm watching what I eat? Can you describe for us, Shirley, your view on this? Yes, of course. Um, and it is actually quite a common issue with, um, you know, many um, clients that come to see me. Um, but I mean, if we if we look at, you know, as well as um, dealing with the menopause around that age, obviously, you know, we, we're aging um, as, as we age, our bodies become less efficient at converting food to energy um, rather than fat. Mm. So, you know, combine, you know, we've got to combine that factor with the hormonal changes that are going on during the menopause, you know, which, um, you know, combined can actually lead to um, you know additional weight gain for some women yes I mean if you think you know during the fertile years our, our production of progesterone actually helps increase our metabolism so we, we therefore burn fat more efficiently mm. we're going to turn less food into um, into fat and more food into energy mm. but you know obviously during the menopause and when we stop production of this uh, this fertility hormone mm. so this can this can be you know one factor linked with weight gain mm. you know combined with declining levels of estrogen Yes, um, can also be a factor as, as uh, this hormone can um, help stimulate production of a key weight control and mood balancing hormone called serotonin. Yeah. So, mm. you know, as we've got declining levels of estrogen, um, this can therefore lead to increased cravings for carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. Don't we all know that one? Yes. Absolutely, <laughs> those cravings fitting <laughs> in. Um, you know, especially, and you know, you can find yourself choosing the wrong type of carbohydrates which are linked with weight gain. Mm. So... You know, that's, that, that can be quite an important factor. Yes, definitely. And it seems to me a lot of women put that weight on around their middle and they become the apple shape. What tips can you give us to address this? 
okay. Well, I mean, perhaps if we we sort of look at um, firstly, you know, um, why that may actually be the case. So um, weight when we store weight around the middle, um, it's it can be a sort of a classic sign really of of the stress process. Right. And when you you know look at the way you know some women perceive the menopause, unfortunately, it can actually be quite a, a big source of stress for a lot yeah. of women. You know, they, you know, they don't like these, ch- these changes that are going on. They find it really impacts on their quality of life and it does actually really stress them. Yes. And, so, I, and I, if I just interject there, I think it's they don't understand what's going on as well, which, which just impacts on all these these things that you're talking about absolutely yeah that's that's a key factor so you you know when you've got additional sources of stress this can you know this the these can combine to actually increase that weight around the middle because the stress process any you know any source of stress for us is actually producing a lot of energy Mm. to create that fight or flight feeling but you know in reality we don't actually run we don't fight so this excess energy is not used up Mm. So this energy is then stored for future energy reserves. Mm. So, you know, the body's body's clever at, uh, you know, uh, storing it for future energy. It's trying to be efficient. Mm. And the reason it stores it around the middle is because it locates it, it there. It's located very close to the liver. Ah, yeah. So, you know, the liver is um, uh, has got a number of, of key health functions, one yeah. being that it actually converts stored stored energy as fat back mm. into energy for future reserves. So, right. therefore, it's very close to the liver, it's very efficient at converting it back when it needs to. Yes, that, yeah, that's very interesting about the liver because we just, that's just an area of, of our body that we don't even consider. I mean, I suppose I learnt that everything we eat passes through the liver including pharmaceutical pharmaceutical drugs which is sometimes yeah. why women need a, a stronger drug than uh, men might do for instance but to think of it in that way with the storage of energy for the future and that the liver is a, a key a key element in that function so what do, what do we need to do to make sure our liver is functioning efficiently Okay. Well, as you just touched on, you know, the liver is very responsible for detoxing, Mm. um, you know, a lot of toxins from the the food digestive process, from, you know, additional drugs, from um, partially digested food, if you're having digestive food issues as well. Mm. But it's also responsible for converting that stored energy. Um, It's also responsible for deactivating hormones in the body before they're actually excreted so you know coming back to that hormone balance issue Mm. you know three key areas that you know we need to be aware of uh, that the liver is responsible for and why we need to keep it working properly so some sort of liver friendly food sources to to uh, um, regularly consume are your uh, cruciferous vegetables so or your your sprouts your broccoli obviously broccoli is is, you know has been termed as a superfood by the media (laughs) but uh, you know it's it's a good certainly a good option to include regularly in your diet so you need cabbage your brussels sprouts green leafy vegetables so these are all helping the body with its uh, helping the liver with its detoxification functions mm. also um fresh beetroot um, oh, yeah. it's sort of uh, liver support food yeah so fresh not pickled i just uh, must emphasize <laughs> yeah. and you know plus onions and garlic again you know are helping the liver for, with its detoxification pathway mm. So, you know, helping support the liver, one of its functions means it's going to be able to function overall, you know, much better. 
Yes. So if we if we just go back a bit to the stress we were talking about yeah. and and how I didn't realize that when we are in a stressful situation that that's creating energy and I suppose it's it's when you do think about it logically it's it is um stimulating the adrenals isn't it so um Absolutely. as you said the fight or flight but yeah. I I didn't take it through to its ultimate conclusion so let's talk a bit more about that we've we've detoxed our livers but we need to still balance our hormones and and it's that stress factor that I know only too well that causes uh, hormonal imbalance and we've Absolutely. got to look that in tandem with what the adrenals are doing so so can you tell us more about how the adrenals come into the whole picture sure adrenal health during the menopause is very important as even though our estrogen um, levels are reducing you know the ovaries actually stop producing estrogen but the adrenals are actually another source of, of producing a form of estrogen yeah so you know can help to sort of keep those levels adequate and, and help avoid you know some of those symptoms that are linked with with low estrogen levels mm. and obviously regular sources of stress are going to uh, overwork the adrenals they're not going to be as efficient as you know in carrying out their other functions of this uh, producing this form of estrogen mm. so looking at reducing sources of stress you know and I appreciate you know it's not always easy to reduce external sources of stress mm. But a lot of listeners may be unaware that there are actually some stresses that you can actually um, um, incorporate into your diet and ah, that mm. you may not be aware of. So, you know, we can talk a bit more about those. And you know, obviously mm. reducing your consumption of those yes. you know, can certainly give you back control of your health. You can actually reduce those and look at reducing sources of stress to help those adrenals. Yeah. So dietary stresses such as um, caffeine um, mm. containing drinks, so your tea and coffee, yeah. you know, again, those, those are going to be artificially stimulating that caffeine is artificially stimulating the body producing that stress process Yes, reducing consumption of those certainly a good idea mm-hmm. and you know good alternatives whole range of fruit and herbal teas out there to try mm-hmm. there are so many different you know nice combinations yeah also other dietary stresses uh, we touched on earlier uh, we spoke a bit about the right and wrong carbohydrates so now might yeah. be a good time to actually explain that a bit further mm-hmm. um, as um, choosing the wrong type of carbohydrate can actually create stress in the body as well mm. so carbohydrates i mean at the end of the day we need carbohydrates to provide us with energy we can't create our own energy we need to obtain this from dietary sources mm-hmm. but it's choosing the right type of carbohydrate that that produce those sustainable energy levels yes um and sustainable energy levels are going to avoid that stress process happening so if we look at what I term the right kind of carbohydrates, which are linked with good health and with sustainable energy levels, yeah. um, these are foods um, such as your, your brown rice, your oats, your wholemeal pasta, yeah. your beans, lentils, um, you know, your fruit and vegetables. Yeah. So, you know, these are all uh, these all contain good levels of energy, mm-hmm. but they contain that crucial level of fi- um, crucial element of fiber. Mm. And it's yeah. fine that actually moderates that release of energy to produce the sustainable energy levels. Oh. So, mm. yeah, so, you know, they're, they're producing good levels of energy that the body can use. It's not too much energy. It's not too, too um, less yes. energy. So it keeps it's steady. Those, mm. Absolutely. And keeps those blood sugar levels balanced. And mm. we want to always be uh, um, aiming for blood sugar balance for weight control. Yes. And to become a bit clearer when we talk about the wrong kind of carbohydrates. Mm. 
So these are foods like your white bread, your white flour products, your white rice, yeah. the biscuits and cakes that, you know, again, you might find yourself reaching for when you get those, those, um, create carbohydrate cravings. Mm. Um, and, you know, even, you know, sort of a lot of the sugar laden fizzy drinks are, inco- uh, are included here as well. Yes. So these foods have all been through that food refining process that has removed most of that good fiber of vitamins and minerals. Mm. So all these foods are left with are high levels of energy. Yes, yeah. Well, it, it seems to me that if, if we, if women start focusing on good foods, they're going a long way to helping reduce uh, a certain level of, um, of stress in their bodies. And Absolutely. then perhaps when, as a result of doing that, they start looking at external stressors. And I know women wear a badge of multitasking. I used to do it myself. And we've just got to learn to say no more often and not take on these tasks and try and accommodate ways of doing things differently, like saying, if somebody says, oh, um, can you just do this for me? Say, well, I might be able to do it next Tuesday, but, uh, but not right now. Then it's sending out the signals that people can't just jump on you with all these extra jobs that they don't want to do and and that's got to help your stress levels as well hasn't it absolutely yeah and mm. i think it's important from a lifestyle perspective of uh, actually incorporating a relaxing time for yourself mm, and just definitely. time where you can actually just switch off because you know all the time you're multitasking you're constantly on the run mm. you're you know you're again you're overstimulating your body you're actually being uh, being ruled by what we call the sympathetic nervous system mm. and this is when you're overstimulated and the body can't function efficiently when it's in that mode all the time no. You know, you, we want to get back to that. If you're in your relaxed state, you, you're moving into your parasympathetic nervous system mode. And that's when you're relaxing more, your body can function efficiently. So that's what you want to be aiming for, is getting that balance. Yes. And I think it's also learning to recognize when your body is screaming out for that quiet time as well. And I think it's when you're feeling at your most stressed state and want to strangle somebody, that's when you, you've got to say, uh, you've got to walk away from situations and either be able to take five minutes to yourself at that time or make a mental note to take time out later when you are able to to be on your own absolutely and i think you know especially with external sources of stress mm-hmm. if, if you could just remove yourself from that situation for you know even if it's five minutes take mm-hmm. yourself off for a walk yeah. and if you can get outside even better oh, because yes. we need to have hormone balance point of view we need mm-hmm. to have regular exposure to daylight mm-hmm. can actually help boost hormones such as serotonin that we mentioned earlier yes. which is very is a key hormone for balancing um, not only appetite but sleep patterns and mood Yes, yes. So and very interrelated. It is, yes. And I noticed that myself because about six months ago, I, I live near the Ashdown Forest and I started to go out for a walk and a bit of a jog on the forest. And I found that I loved it so much, it almost became a drug. I couldn't wait to get out there every day. Not not this spring, unfortunately. The weather's been so miserable, I'd be... Uh, frightened of falling over in the mud but but yet it was just I'd get back and I'd feel wow I feel just feel so good I mean I've I've got like you can go on the treadmill in an indoor situation but you do not get the same feeling as when you're outside it's just a whole new drug isn't it yeah no absolutely and you know it's what our bodies are built for we we need regular movement we need to be outside you know we haven't evolved to stay inside um, no 12 hours a day whatever you know whatever it is that people can find themselves being stuck in in offices yeah uh, you know Mm. for that length of time um it's not what our bodies need yeah that's right they get on the train in the morning go to work straight to the office 
come back again, same routine, and you haven't been outside for, for 10 seconds, have you? That's right, yeah. It's, um, it's not good. We've got to take more time to understand our bodies a bit better. Exactly. Just listen to our bodies a bit more. Yes, because they, our bodies do talk to us, and we've got out of the habit of listening, haven't we? Yeah, absolutely. Once you do start taking notice of little pains and niggling things going on it's your body saying excuse me I've got a problem down here please see to it and it doesn't mean going down to the doctor and popping a pill it, it's probably just a lifestyle change yes. that, that will help absolutely and as we you know we we touched on it in the introduction it's you know small changes to incorporate into your diet and lifestyle mm. um, you know that your body can um, you know um, give your time body to adapt to that ca- can make significant you know beneficial it can be more beneficial <laughs> we've covered a lot of things here Shirley and uh, I suppose we could talk all day I always feel I could talk all day to the people I interview but there's <laughs> one other area that I'd like to bring into this and I know it it has a lot to do with nutrition as well and that's bowel health and again from my own personal experience I think I experienced more constipation going through menopause than at any other time in my life and just couldn't understand why but once I started looking at nutrition and exercise the whole thing changed but perhaps you could tell it from your perspective from the professional point of view Yes, of course. Um, you know, you need to have good bowel health to achieve good health. And, you know, especially if you're dealing with hormonal imbalance issues as, as a, an additional factor. We need to be removing the, the waste products from the food digestive process regularly. Mm. We don't want those waste products just to stay in the bowel, start putrefying, start giving off toxins, which can then start circulating around the body mm. and causing a, a range of detrimental health issues. So, you know, you need that um, eliminatory those eliminatory channels to be open and working properly. There's the bowel actually houses um, a, a range of good beneficial bacteria. Mm. And these bacteria are very important for um, keeping the immune system strong. You know, they um, produce white blood cells. They also produce um, B vitamins, which we need to convert energy from our food. So going back to that that metabolic rate. Yeah. Bowel health, very, very important. Mm. And going back to what we're talking about, the right and wrong carbohydrates. Yeah. That fiber element I mentioned in those right carbohydrates Mm -hmm. is really going to, is key for bowel health because that fiber is actually adding bulk to the food as it as it moves through the digestive tract yes and the food food can only move through the digestive tract by muscle action so going back to what we were just talking about with regular Mm. exercise yeah not moving around regularly you're not getting regular exercise Mm. well that muscle action can't happen Mm. so you can then find that you're experiencing issues like constipation yes Uh, even just stretching exercises when you get up first thing in the morning do some good stretches even that helps yeah absolutely it's it's a great start and just Mm. finally you know with with constipation just for overall good health just make sure that you're adequately hydrated Mm. again for bowel health you need to have adequate levels of water otherwise you know that's going to lead to very drying elements there's not enough water to actually move that food through properly yes yes. so keep yourself hydrated i mean you know on average we're we're losing about a liter and a half of water a day just through functioning just through normal normal body functioning yes so we need to be replacing that Mm. as well as increasing water intake reducing elements that can contribute to to fluid loss such as tea and coffee which mm-hmm. have mild diuretic properties mm-hmm. is also a good choice yes but yeah keeping that uh, keeping those water levels up it's such an easy way of improving bowel health improving overall health yes and a, and a combination of doing all these things correctly 
will stop that bloating feeling that so many women feel. You get to see these adverts on TV for these uh, wonder yogurts, which I doubt have the benefits that they say they have. But just purely by eating the, the right foods wherever you can and drinking plenty of water and getting a little bit of exercise, a lot if you can, but a little bit's fine, will, ha- will help relieve that bloating feeling because surely that bloating must be just a build-up of what's in the digestive tract waiting to be excreted. Absolutely, it can. Do. It's going to get back into the into the circulation and cause issues like bloating. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely right, Catherine. But yeah, I mean, I think with, with bloating, um, suggests that there's potential digestive issues going on there that actually need to be addressed. Yes. So you know, it's, mm. it's look, digging a little bit further, a bit deeper, mm. looking at the at the family history, the diet, the lifestyle. What's actually creating those digestive issues for that person as an individual? Yes. And then addressing those factors through manageable modifications to diet and lifestyle. Yeah. But you know, the advice that we, we spoken about so far is certainly going to have a a beneficial impact on on the bowel health definitely yes yeah and i think it's reaching that point of ownership of your own body and your own health and just sitting yourself down and saying well i must be doing something wrong let's go through this and write loads of lists but but just do something to help understand you and your body a little more absolutely and it's looking at factors that aren't working for you Mm -hmm. identifying those factors and then you know looking at addressing those through modifications but being aware that you're not actually cutting out key food groups Uh, so you know keeping that balanced diet Mm -hmm. and that's where you know the lights of of, you know going to see a qualified nutritional therapist can be very useful yes yes and eating properly of course not skipping meals because uh, that doesn't help in in fact skipping meals can cause you to gain weight not lose weight (laughs) that's a very good point Catherine yes yeah. and, and yeah so let's go let's go back to looking mm. to look at uh, why that might be and you know also skipping meals can also actually create a form of stress in the body so if, uh, let me explain so so if you're if you're going for long periods of time without eating or you know if you're not a major breakfast fan if you don't tend to have anything in the morning at all you know especially after um, when you wake up from sleeping you've actually been using up a lot of energy mm. because that's the only time your body's got to repair and replace those damaged or worn out cells mm. so you need to top up those energy reserves and if you're not eating anything in the morning well where are you going to get that energy from you know you've got to set yourself up for the day yeah and that's you know exactly the same with if you go for long periods of time especially office-based work you come in sit down at your computer get completely engrossed in your work mm. then hours pass and before you know it, you think oh gosh can't can't concentrate properly yes. oh, I'm, I'm irritable i'm shaky um yes. Um, you know what's going on here well your energy levels have gone way down mm. so you've got to keep them topped up the regular sources of good sustainable energy choosing those right carbohydrates that we spoke about earlier um, very important and also you don't want to, those energy levels to get low because that's when the body can try to counter that energy dip by actually producing stress hormones mm. Stress hormones, as we said earlier, produce energy, mm-hmm. but it's not the sort of energy it's you want. No. You want to be obtaining your source of energy from those good, from those right carbohydrates. Mm. And also, you know, just I think a point to finish off on is uh, wrong carbohydrates that we spoke about earlier. Yeah. So your white bread, your white flour products, um, your white rice, those biscuits, those cakes, they produce an initial energy high, but because there's no fibre to actually slow down its release, that energy is quickly used up. So you quickly experience an energy dip, yeah. and again that energy dip occurs that's when your body's going to try and counter that by producing stress hormones to produce energy Um, but as we just said that's not the way that you want to be producing your energy so it's another way to think about "Mm, let's choose the right carbohydrates not the wrong carbohydrates Mm. and those wrong carbohydrates large amount of energy that they actually contain 
is way in excess of what we need. So that excess energy is actually going to be stored as fat. Yes. So that's yep. where that thing comes from. Yes. Before we finish, what, so what can we eat as a snack between meals? Is it, is it okay to eat dried fruits or are they too sugary or? Uh, dried fruits tend to, yeah, I mean, fruit in itself, uh, Fresh very fruit, good yeah. part of a, of a mm. balanced diet. Yeah, but bear in mind, um, dried fruit is actually going to concentrate that fruit sugar those fruits contain. Mm. So I would say probably not the best choice. Um, I would say actually go for rather go for a fresh piece of fruit Mm -hmm. and combined with a small handful of um, unsalted nuts or seeds, for example. Yeah. Because then you're getting the carbohydrate element from the from the the fruit for for energy. Mm -hmm. But that's uh, that's actually going to be moderated by the protein and good fat that are contained in those nuts and seeds. So it's actually being the energy release is being uh, moderated uh, to produce those sustainable energy levels to keep you feeling full for longer so that's a good balance and it's avoiding those blood sugar highs and blood sugar lows that we touched on yes and you can always tuck um, uh, some fruit in your handbag can't you absolutely yeah but mm. always try and combine it with that protein and good fat element which is mm. actually going to you know help moderate that energy release even better yes the combination of everything yeah that's brilliant well I, I think we've covered all sorts of good things there Shirley We're, it's been quite comprehensive hasn't it, it? has <laughs> yes been right through the whole body function <laughs> system so I think there's there's a lot of information there that women will find beneficial to yes. understanding their own health and then perhaps saying, right, now I know what it's all about. I can, I know what to ask when I go to see a nutritionist because it's when you go to see somebody like yourself and you sit there with a blank expression on your face, not really knowing what to say. So if you've got some idea of your bodily functions, you know you've put on weight or not or whatever the, the reason for going to see a nutritionist, then you can have a much better conversation together, can't you? Absolutely, yes. But I mean, bear in mind, you will, you will um, always um, complete a, a quite in-depth client questionnaire beforehand, which goes through your family history, your diet, oh, and lifestyle. Yes. Um, and that's, that is, is my role then to identify those factors that are linking to the health issues that you want, you know, myself or, or that nutritional therapist to address. Yes, of course. Yes, that's um, a great source of information, isn't it? Yes, that's brilliant. Okay, then, Shirley, thank you very much for your time this morning to discuss all that with us and um, feel a lot healthier for <laughs> having done it and I hope everybody else benefits too excellent uh, I hope so too that was the aim of our chat um, Catherine it's been great yes. talking to you yeah and um, for everybody that's listening I'm going to put Shirley's contact details on the on the transcript so that you can get in touch with her thanks for that Shirley thank you Catherine thank bye 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 And don't forget, there's lots more about this and other subjects at simplyhormones.com. Until the next time.